you know, the old joke, um, how do you get over one by getting under another? Well, that doesn't work because you're just ignoring that pain and it gets worse and worse and worse. And if it's not treated, if it's not worked through, all you're going to do is repeat that last relationship in your next relationship. This is WTF Divorce, where we get straight to the point, quick conversations about dating, sex, and dealing with your ex. My name is Rob Roseman from WTFDivorce.com. We're getting our shit together, starting now. Another thing worth mentioning for all you guys out there who are coming out of divorce, the mandated time for recovery from divorce is one year between your last interaction with a woman and your next date. (laughs) One year, 12 months. Now, I've only had one client ever do 12 months. He actually did it twice in his life. Once was 12 months, once was 14 months. But most people get uh, between four and six months. I I caution everybody, please, 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 fellas, stop doing the same shit and expecting different results. You go from the frying pan into the fire, back to the frying pan, back to the... Stop. Just slow down and heal. Give it six months. Give it three months. But just stop bed hopping. The next one is not going to make you feel better. You, you can make you feel better. Stop distracting yourself with tiny little things and tiny little outfits. Work on here. So the next time you're in a relationship, it's actually a relationship, not just a Band-Aid for that bullet wound. And that's the biggest thing I, I, the biggest thing I see in, in my divorce guys is hopping into bed too soon because they're not doing the work. Guilty. I mean, it's uh, that's the thing, too. It's like uh, it's understandable. That's where you're going to go. And, you know, I was three. I remember I went out with a girl three weeks after and she's like, oh, how you how long you been divorced? And I was like, three weeks. And she just started laughing. I was like, hey, I'm being honest. Yeah. And I'm not ready, but I will say I'll push back a little on that. Uh, I think, yes, you're going to probably be dating, especially just the way the world is today with it at, on your phone. But I think it's important to do the work while if you do start dating, you still have to be doing the work. You still have to be uh, ending these relationships that are like, this is not the right person for me. So I think it's it's challenging to do, but I don't think uh, it's impossible. But I do think you need to be working on yourself. If you are dating people, it's a, it's a big ask to, for guys to be abstinent for a year after their divorce. So I just want to clarify that it is possible, but you're not going to skip that recovery time. You might be prolonging it. You do need to put in the work uh, while you're. And that's you're absolutely right, because what you do if you start dating too quickly is the work still do, if, if you're doing the work, but it just takes longer mm-hmm. because anything you intently focus on gets done better and faster. Mm hmm. But if you want to pay like a little bit of attention here and still date, if your your recovery and your emotional stability is just going to take longer. Um, I don't know. You know, who Les Brown is. I don't. He's a great motivational speaker. I love his work. I keep this quote on my desk. Let me grab this little thing here. This is one of my favorite quotes. So we, yeah. Yeah. Do what is easy, and life will be hard. Do what is hard, and life will become easy. Mm-hmm. And when you get that mentality about doing the hard shit first, it's actually kind of fun because you're like, okay, this is going to, this four months is going to suck. But if I do this hard thing now, my life will be easier later. Mm-hmm. And I don't tell guys, you know, it has to be a certain amount of time. I tell them that research shows that you have the best chance for a, a better relationship next time with one year. But I don't tell, I mean, I'm not here. It's not my life. I didn't do a year. I did four. <laughs> 
I did four years of dating and sleeping and, and all the possible things I could because I wasn't ready. And it right. took me four years to have a, a, a rational, healthy relationship. So, you know, don't just, <laughs> that, that's great. You said, you know, walk the walk kind of thing. I knew that then I should have mm -hmm. taken a year, but I didn't. Right. I took about three months, cried myself to sleep a lot of those nights, went through a bunch of shit and a lot of work. But then I was like, screw this and went back and jumped in the dating pool. And I, you know, probably three years it took me to, to do it that way because, you know, Fridays and Saturdays were, were, were mighty full on the, on the dance card. Mm -hmm. But if I had it to do over again, I probably would have tried to stretch it out and do probably closer to six months of the actual work. But well, I, I know a year is a long time, fellas. I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what's interesting too is, and this is where I push back a little on that, is you do have to do all the work on yourself. You could be tip top shape. I got everything figured out. You go on the third date with that one girl and you start seeing things, you're going to get triggered. So I do think yeah. you do have to get in the, uh, in the arena and practice a little and learn how am I in a relationship? Oh shit. She just said something that triggered me. You oh. can't really figure that out on your own. So I think huh. having establishing that mindset that I got a lot to learn, getting those reps in, but I also, you know, even ending a relationship, uh, uh, Dr. Robert Glover, who I know you're a fan of no more, Mr. Nice guy. He said something on my podcast that really resonated, especially with people out there dating. It's okay to be a bad picker, but you have to be a, become a good ender. And he I like said, I suck at it. I'm divorced three times. I get in these relationships. And he's like, it's the hardest thing for a lot of men, most of us yeah. to, you know, once you, somebody's sleeping with you and once they show you affection, you're like, oh, I, I feel like I'm stuck in this, but that's a muscle that I think, uh, you can really work on while you're out there dating is like, eh, you're cute. This was fun, but you're, I'm sorry. It's just not going to work out. And I think that is a real sense of confidence you can build that you can, even if you're breaking somebody's heart, or you're worried about it, that you are able to do that. And you're, you're focusing on yourself. Like that act is, is this is not what I want. And maybe the old me would have stayed with this and then we're engaged. And then I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? And the new me is like, you know what? It was fun. I'm glad we met. I don't think we're a match. And you feel you feel empowered doing that. It's an interesting point. I hadn't really thought about it much from that standpoint. I do so much work around helping them in heal that I, I don't think that it's a, it reminds me of a business saying hire slow and fire fast. Right. Yeah. You've heard that before. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. And when we apply it to the dating world. You know, I, I really think that you're onto something with that, the idea of being able to fire people. Because men are pleasers. Remember, we like words of affirmation. Well, you're not going to get very many words of affirmation when you're telling some girl it's not working out, right? Mm -hmm. So if our number one love language is affirmation, which by and large, most men love to be loved, breaking a heart, sometimes we'd rather break our own. And I'm sure a lot of the guys who are in your groups are not divorced because the relationship was broken later. It was broken from the day one, mm -hmm. but they didn't want to end it. Mm. God, I mean, I, I, my first wife, Andrea, and I, um, the day we got divorced, we were married for about 18 months. It was like, I mean, you blink and you miss it. But the day we got divorced on Valentine's Day and we went and had lunch and it was like the nicest, most amicable divorce ever. It couldn't be better. But we we're sitting there having mimosas, it was you know, brunch kind of thing. And we're like, somehow we brought it to the wedding day. And she's like, she said to someone, were you thinking what I was thinking when we got married? And, and I was like, well, if you were thinking, what the hell are we doing here? And she goes, exactly. <laughs> we both on the altar had the exact same thought. 
And I, it's funny. I said, well, you know, we had 150 people there. We'd already paid for everything. So I said, fuck it. And she's like, yeah, that's kind of what I figured too. I said, and the gist of it at the end was we should have just had a hell of a good party and not gotten married. But because we were both so pleaser oriented, we were both so weak. We ended up having a two year marriage, a very beautiful wedding, a very beautiful divorce, but not. A, I mean, we just we weren't this, we weren't even really friends. It was mm-hmm. it was all limerence, mm-hmm. which for limerence, for those of you who don't know, is puppy love. It's the chemicals, uh, the catecholines, oxytocin, dopamine, serotonin that all live in here that feel so good. But that puppy love phase lasts from three months to three years. Yes, fellas, three months to three years. It used to be we thought the data showed 16 to 18 months. But new data shows that puppy love can exist for up to three years. So the person that you're dating right now, give it three years before you put a ring on it. Mm. Because if you're high as a kite on dopamine and oxytocin, serotonin, this is a lifetime. This is expensive. This is a commitment. And if you're out there doing lines of oxytocin, (laughs) right? Be careful when you put the ring on because it's expensive as hell to take it off. Yeah, man. (laughs) I've never heard of that. What is the name of that? What is that word you called it? Limerence? Limerence. I like that should be the name of like a new dating app. I think limerence, because that's what you get when you go on those things. They're just chemicals of like, like, don't even lie to me. Just say this is going to make you feel so good. It's going to give you the words of affirmation. It's going to give you the sex. It's going to give you the chase, which is really what so much of it is about, especially in the beginning. So that's that's great advice to to be on the lookout for. Well, you know, and I'm sure all your listeners and everybody who's going to watch this knows that these apps are gamified. Like, if you don't know what gamification is, Google it; it'll blow your mind. But the same technology and, and psychology studies that they've used on slot machines is the exact same thing that every dating app—Facebook, Instagram—they're all gamified. Mm-hmm. That the short videos, the good bursts of of these like feel-good chemicals. Well, guys, that swiping you're doing is the same thing as pulling the lever or hitting the button on a slot machine. Your brain is being controlled by pretty pictures of pretty things. I'm gonna win the lottery if I just swipe for another 30 minutes. How many times have your legs gone numb on this shitter because <laughs> you've been swiping? You're pulling a different lever on the slot machine. I think that's really how they get you, yeah. yeah. Wow, it's, yeah. it's very true, it's very true. So it is a tool, it's very useful. I met, you know, met my, it's funny, I met my ex-wife on match. I got divorced yeah. on match. I'm now dating a girl that I met from match. So it's like, it is a tool, yeah. but you really do have to, uh, but every, all tools in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there was a point in time in my singleness that I went on four dates in one day, like that four dates, mm-hmm. like you start with an 11 AM brunch and then you end with an 11 PM cocktail. So in those 12 <laughs> hours, I went on four dates. Like that's not healthy. You were like a puppy out there just with a ball the whole time you oh, were in, you were in heaven. Literally. I'm going to, at some point I need to do a, like an, I'm sorry video to, to, <laughs> to tender bumble hinge, etc. I don't even, okay. Cupid. Yeah. It was, I mean, full blown. I, I don't want to say addiction because it it, it, it puts a serious label on it, but since I'm kind of a, you know, psychotherapist, yeah, yeah. I was an addict. Yeah. I literally could not. I mean, I, I wish I had my phone from back then. I'd love to see that screen time. Oh, yes. It's, yeah. We all have stories, yes. And they, they are, like you said, they're gamified. They're hitting all of the right things. So use it, but use it mindfully. This is a clip from my conversation with Jason Bussey. 
Jason is a therapist and coach. Go check out his awesome videos and all of his helpful content on Instagram at I am Iron Panda and on his website at imironpanda.com. Thank you so much for listening, and if you found this content valuable, here are three ways we can help give you more. One, go to wtfdivorce.com and enter your email to get the newest content. Two, share it with a divorce friend who you think it could help. Three, leave us a five-star review so we can bring you more conversations like this.